Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Okay, so do these funds, because you're not the only one. There's one that just launched this week. There's a few more coming down the pike. Are there differences in between how these are going to be run? Yeah, I think there is. Uh, you know, the, the teams operate very differently, uh, particularly uh, us. We are a lot more native Bitcoiners on our team. Uh, we have people that are really, they've, they've been involved in the space for a long time. Uh, we, we, we mine our own Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies as well. Uh, and we are we're very interested in making sure that this space moves forward. So the Bitcoin that you're mining, though, that's not going to be involved. This is still futures based as well, right? That, that's exactly right. That's that's a whole different side of uh, who we are and, and a whole different side of our business. OK, so one of the stories that's pretty interesting uh, today that apparently the uh, fund that just launched this week uh, has already reached capacity for the amount of futures that uh, the exchange will let it hold. I mean, uh, are, are we going to be able to handle all this demand? I think we will, and that's the beauty of having multiple funds coming in at different times. Uh, you know, we, we we go out live tomorrow. Uh, we'll be able to take on that excess capacity. Uh, we, of course, will have our own limits, and by the time we hit our limits, there will be other funds that come to market as well. So uh, it's, it's always good to have competition in any space. Uh, it's good to have competition in this particular fund, and it helps with the capacity issues. So what will be the main target here? You're looking at uh, uh, users and investors in the RIA space, and uh, how are you going about communicating with how this fits in to overall investment strategies? I mean, imagine you're having that part of the dialogue as well, maybe from a sales perspective, but from a very real utility perspective for folks who couldn't have had this before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we have several different channels uh, with our organization. Uh, we do everything from very large institutions, uh, such as pensions and insurance companies, uh, all the way across to registered investment advisors and independent broker dealers, uh, as well as family offices and, and other uh, endowments and trust. Uh, so, so we are uh, really marketing across all channels, and uh, we've, we've been doing this for a very long time across those channels. Uh, what will be the cost associated with this? And uh, is it a, it's a fixed cost like a regular ETF? I mean, there's costs about uh, involved with the rolling of futures to uh, keep it going, but the consumer's costs flat. How much is this thing going to be? Yeah, we, we decided to go with a flat unitary fee. Uh, you know, it's, it's always frustrating when you're dealing with uh, ETFs that have variable costs. Uh, it's something that I've dealt with in the past when when I was when I was on the desk managing uh, other funds uh, uh, for for Guggenheim, and we would sometimes invest in the ETFs. The most frustrating thing is to uh, see a fee and then and then your fees be higher than that. So uh, I think most of the market has gone to this unitary fee that that we've gone to. So as the uh, regulators start to accept this, this uh, futures. Avenue is the door that's been opened first, but there's always speculation about whether or not a uh, another fund that is uh, physical Bitcoin backed, if you want to call it physical, uh, might be on the way. I, I guess that would be in your interest if you're mining Bitcoin. Is that part of the plan eventually, will, uh, or will this always be a futures ETF and you do a different one? What does that future look like as, in terms of product development go? Yeah, of course, that's the holy grail of, of this particular trade. Uh, actually, the very first ETF we ever filed as a firm at Valkyrie 
was a spot Bitcoin ETF last January. Uh, it appears that it's a little far off from being approved. Uh, probably won't be approved this year, but uh, given this reality, it's more prudent to focus on you know, the futures ETF at this time, but uh, we think eventually uh, regulators will start leaning towards a spot Bitcoin ETF. What are you seeing right now in terms of uh, the trading action thus far with the first fund that went out? I'm sure you're watching it. As we mentioned, the capacity overload, there should be some relief coming on that front then as more funds enter the race. Uh, but in terms of volume, uh, what are the kind of expectations that you have here at this point? Yeah, I really expected uh, less demand than what we're actually getting. Uh, I was estimating somewhere between you know, three to five billion dollars in AUM that would be shared across several different funds when we first filed to launch this. Uh, but uh, we've been proven wrong and uh, it looks like there's gonna be a lot more demand than that. Uh, we'll, we'll see where it ends up coming out, but there has been a lot of pent up demand for uh, anything Bitcoin related in the world of ETFs. So, uh, you know, we'll wait and see.